Hello, hello, people. Welcome back to the 12th episode of Innovation Through Insights. Today, we are joined by Sasha, who is a performance coach and online writer. We discuss how to actualize your potential and live a meaningful and happy life. Before we dive into the episode, I have one request. If you could follow the podcast, I would very, very much appreciate it. It's one bus and it's super easy. Just click off this episode and press the follow button and then we can dive right in. And also, if you have any requests for what could be on the episode to make it even better, um, send me some feedback on Twitter. My handle is in the description. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Sasha, who's a super cool guy. And let's dive in. Enjoy. What is up? What is up, my man? I'm doing well. How are you? Amazing. Amazing as always. It's, it's great to have you on. And um, yes, Appreciate awesome. That. And I remember coming across your account a few months ago. It was, you were writing about like the difference between European and American cultures. And I was intrigued because I was, I was, I was interested by that. And it was, it was interesting the differences you, um, you were talking about. Like, I think you said, Americans kind of naturally a bit more rebellious, entrepreneurial. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like what, what do you think there for people that didn't read that thread or didn't see it? Yeah. Yeah. I think they should definitely go check that one out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, um, like a little bit of backstory, a little context before I get into that, maybe like, you know, I am a, a an American Belgian Persian guy. So we'll get into that maybe later, but like, I'm pretty much like the United nation, United nations, poured into one person and and i hold like multiple passports if people are wondering like why is this guy qualified to talk about california and the us as well as europe uh i was born here in belgium and europe but i grew up you know i moved to california as a kid when i was like seven or eight years old and now i'm back here in europe because my girlfriend is belgian i was like oh my god hey let me just move back to belgium long story short i noticed a whole bunch of weird shit happening here you know as an american but also a lot of weird shit happening in california as a belgian or like a european um that entrepreneurial thing that i that i mentioned in the thread oh my god tell like i obviously have two different lives i have my group of friends my circle of friends back in back home in in, in la and i have my circle of friends here in belgium if I were to tell them what I'm doing entrepreneurially, business-wise, out here in Belgium, when I started this journey last year or a little over a year ago now, they all declared me like insane. They thought I was losing my mind, that I was going into some sort of midlife crisis. Uh, and like, no, what do you? What, you've got a great job. Like, what do you do? Like, it's so like you get you get paid two thousand euros a month. You get a free company car. Oh my God. I'm like, dude, it's 2000 euros a month. What are you talking about? You know, I, I don't want to be capped. You know what I mean? And, and, and the Belgians or the Europeans in general, as I'm sure you can attest to it's, it's, they play it safe, man. And then like, if I tell the same story to my, my friends in, in, in California, they're like, all right, how can we help? How can we network? Who can we put you in touch with? Uh, amazing. Let's go. Uh, if you need anything from me, 
but you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, you know, that's great. I'm doing this and that. So that's just that thing, man. It's, and it's everywhere and it's reflected throughout every little sphere of society. You know what I mean? That same, that same issue, if you will. Mm, yeah. And I know it's like big, like in England, like the, there are of course business owners and people, but it's, you're definitely going down a completely different path, an unusual path if you're doing that, especially in Europe, um, in which people again look at you strange, you know, why aren't you getting a job? Um, and it, and it, I, I was noticed like when I jumped on money Twitter and just jumped on other like looking at business owners, I was there's things that people were saying I didn't even understand because I've been surrounded by kind of a different culture and you know America is definitely massively different in the way people think the way people like their beliefs and it was really interesting um and I'm you've like immersed yourself in both cultures so that's I was intrigued yeah man. it's yeah. uh and it's funny that you say that right like it's it's when you think of it Okay, no, let me let me put it this way. Growing up, my parents didn't have shit. And at that point, you obviously are put in a position where you benefit from a more social system, a socialistic kind of political system, right? And I can't deny that. You know, it's great for millions of people. And, I, and that's why I have to pay my taxes and just shut the fuck up because I benefited from it. I mean, I guess because my, my education here as a kid, when I was like in first grade, second grade, third grade, didn't cost me anything, right? It was free. And when I was out in California trying to get like my bachelor's degree, my master's degree, I had to cough up $50,000 a year. You know what I mean? So like there's pros and there's cons. And But I just completely flipped. My whole life, I spent kind of feeling like a victim. I was part of like a system that you know, that I really depended on. I depended on the system to save me. I depended on politicians to help me. Uh, the government, you know, was my safety net and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And once I hit rock bottom a couple of years ago and I had to, you know, my back was up against the wall and I had to transform my whole life, that whole thing flipped upside down. And I was like, oh, what am I doing? Like, I'm in charge here. Like, let's go uh you know what i mean so yeah so when you started up a bit for people that also don't know what business do you run just for people who don't mm, yeah so i spent the past you know the majority of the past decade in like digital marketing and stuff and and really with about as much passion as a rusty fork and so i was just you know, going about my business, just getting that check every month and doing a little bit of freelancing, uh, translating uh, on the side as well. But generally felt very underappreciated, undervalued, and definitely wasn't tapping into my potential. I then hit rock bottom, as I just mentioned, and said, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to start my own business and do things the way I feel like they should be done. I had no clue what I was going to do. But given the fact that I had come up come up against these crazy emotional challenges in my own life, I was like, wait a second. Like, I know marketing. I know how to create content, kind of, sort of. But let me get better at that stuff and help others 
So what I did and what I keep telling people that I work with and both people in my DMs, it's like, if you don't know where to start, just get out there online and help five random people per day online for free. And the simple act of helping others without expecting anything in return will will help you find your, your calling. Anyway, I did that. I jumped online. I started helping people based on my own personal experiences, my, my personal frustrations, my my failures and stuff like that. And in doing so, I, I discovered that, hey, man, this is actually like something I can monetize. I can become a coach. So I got into like life coaching, if you will. And I was always cringing at first, like, oh, man, I'm one of those guys now. But um, the business side of it just really, really, really put me into this rabbit hole and I never got out of it. And it's been a lot of fun. Am I, you know, I'm, I'm a little under a year into it now, I think. Am I balling out of control, like making it rain every day? No, but like I do have clients, which is in and of itself is like crazy to me. You know what I mean? Thinking back like a year ago, if I just land one client now, I'm set, you know, I'm set for the month. Whereas I was like busting my ass 50, 60 hours a week working for someone else and this is like the typical twitter money twitter cliche it's like why would you spend so much time building someone else's dream when you can just try and do it for yourself there's no guarantees it'll work but at least i'm not dying when i'm like 90 years old thinking oh man i should have gone in on myself you know what i mean so that's what i do man i help people find ways to get unstuck uh, like myself, I was just stuck. Ton people that are and typically they're, I call them like the underdogs, right? People with high potential, intelligent enough. There's nothing wrong there, uh, but that just struggled again and again. And that just want to like break through that cycle of, of disappointment, of underachieving and of just getting out of the comfort zone, you know? So that's what I do been great fun there's there's some pivots here and there but i feel like coming from a marketing background like i love pivoting i love gathering data and see what works and what resonates and then if it doesn't you know work out you just tweak your formula and and no one cares like people are so upset oh my god no i can't start no like literally i can become a dog trainer coach now if i wanted to and no one's going to care and it'll be just as fine people are so worried that you know oh no i have to like represent this and this is all i'm uh known for no one cares man yeah and that's that's awesome to hear your business is doing well and i know i i read one of your threads that said how your confidence transformed and mm. i can imagine that running a business helped you know, vastly improve your confidence along the way as you were getting clients, you were getting results for them and you're just feeling better about yourself. You weren't stuck in, you know, that job that you hated. Instead, you were doing something meaningful to you. And for someone who's kind of stuck in that situation, you know, like they just, they want to get out. What would you say to them? You know, like what? What's that? Someone's that stuck in a situation and that wants to get out. Similar to my situation, I'm guessing, right? Like before. Yeah. Yeah, what was the uh, first thing you did? The first thing I did, Ben, I mean, this is the, the first step for probably everyone. It's like getting clarity, right? And getting clarity first and foremost on, on, on who you are as a person. You know what I mean? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Um, why are you 
always unhappy at these jobs? Is it them? Is it really possible that you've had nine jobs and every single one of your bosses was a dickhead? Or are you maybe just, you know, causing friction in your own head because there's something there that you're not aware of? You know what I mean? So that's like the first step. Like get real with yourself, full, full self-honesty and just sit with the pain, man. Like every day, that's what I did. You know what I mean? I started journaling. I don't know where. I think, oh, Tim Ferriss. I think I picked it up from Tim Ferriss. Like, oh, who's this Tim Ferriss guy? You know what I mean? Obviously now I know like Tim Ferriss is a god. And um, yeah, I started journaling on that and meditating and sitting with that pain. And I stopped running away from it. You know what I mean? Because we we all, and you know this, like society, everyone just loves to escape their misery, their pain through Netflix, through whatever consumerism, through mindlessly swiping on social media. And that's what I did, man. I just sat with that pain a little bit, uh, analyzed it. And then I just came up with a plan like, okay, where do I want to go? And that's, you know, that's my, my thing that I always do. It's like, okay, where do you see yourself in five years from today? Not just like some, some fake thing. No, I want you to get very specific. Right. So like, where are you in five years? Like, are you still living in the UK? How much money do you make exactly? I know we can't exactly know these things, but as, as you know, as good as possible in this moment right now, like how much do you make? Do you make 7,000 a month or do you make 41,000 a month? How many hours of work do you put in every day, every week, every month? Are you married? Do you have kids? Do you live in a little tiny apartment or do you live like a baller in Santa Monica or in, I don't know, in New York, in some fancy penthouse? Uh, it's these little things that I want people to like really define and then print it out and put that shit on every single wall on every little app in your phone. So you can just tap back into it every time you feel like your motivation is down. So that's where, where these things started for me, man. And I translated that vision into like a, workable mission, I guess, right? I, I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do the next year. Let's try and hit these goals. And that's how things got started for me, man. I don't know how you go about these things or if you're even like doing these kind of things. Yeah. Um, one big thing you said was with clarity. It all starts with clarity, right? You've got you to understand yourself to be able to change yourself in a way or add a new good habit to yourself like if you don't I mean so many people live on autopilot right they kind of lose touch of their life so they're just completely out of control they have no control of their their day um and then they're they're kind of lost and I think that was a great point just finding that clarity to be able to switch around their life and you know then then once you have that clarity you can write down journal where you want to be because you, you understand yourself now. Right. And uh, you know what it is? It's also like the, the fact of, of people, I think you just mentioned this. Like people are so worried about getting started because it's easier to be in a comfort zone, obviously. But instead of analyzing like, okay, what is it that I want and why do I want it? They just go do dumb shit and they, they, they keep doing dumb shit, right? Just because that's what everyone's been doing and that's what their mom and dad's expected them to do. And that's what that, you know, their uncle or their grandfather hoped they would do. 
And they just keep doing these things based on other people's desires and they never act in their own best interest. And that's just, that, that, that shit kills me. That yeah. really kills me. Yeah, it's, that's an interesting conversation because I had Jack Bly on and we were talking, it's, a, it's in a different context, but we were talking about, you know, why are 70% of Americans overweight or obese? And he said environment, you know, like people follow kind of what other people do. They're influenced by, you know, going to the shop and most of the food is ultra processed and um, unhealthy. And right. it's, you kind of got to break, you got to, that's why clarity is so important because you got to remember like, you can't just follow the environment, like you're just in your environment. You've got to understand yourself and where you want to be because that's how you live on autopilot if you're just doing what everyone else is doing and falling into that that trap, that loophole where you're living for um, kind of other people. And I, I remember you, actually, I've got the quote up now. Uh, you've said it in a thread once. It said, I became addicted to learning to impress people. I became mm. addicted to being fit to impress people. And that literally links to what we were just talking about. Right, right. I mean, that's it, man. And then and, and it's, uh, that's that that was one of my personal demons, right? Like, being addicted to external validation, right? And, and, and that's probably something I think if I had to guess, seven out of 10 or eight out of 10 people deal with in, in our modern Western society. It's, um, and that's a risk recipe for disaster because as long as you keep living your life based on other people's best interests, like you're never gonna, you gotta fill your own cup first, right? And what I had to do was like I had to build myself up before I could start building other people up, right? And it's it's that it's that yeah, it gets it gets into the whole cliche knowing your why and finding your why, you know, and I, I found my why and then it, it's, it makes things a whole lot easier. And it goes back to like the whole getting clarity idea. Um, that's, that's the start of it all, man. Yeah. I mean, those, those platitudes do hit, you know, when you say find your why it, it's true. It's you gotta, you gotta find that to, to get started. And I can't, what I meant, um, a point you mentioned earlier was about, about starting, you know, um, it's always the it's always the hardest when you start. Like no matter what, that's why I found like anything I do is always hard when you start. But it just gets it gets easier. It becomes mm-hmm. becomes you become more fluent at it. And when you're just starting, it's you know your it procrastination comes in, perfectionism and self doubt, and that stops you from taking that leap. But then once over time, once you get used to doing the same action. It becomes easier. It sounds simple, but many people forget that. Like the hardest part is starting. It's always like getting on the road is the hardest part. No, that's so true. I think, um, I think like one of the, 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 the phrases that I live by and that's changed my life completely. It's one of two things actually was imperfect action. Right. And I've got it like printed out and it's on my wall here. Like always remember to uh, apply imperfect action. It's because every time I like tend to let the perfectionist side of me take over, I'm like, no, dude, fuck that. Like, come on, let's go. Like six out of 10, seven out of 10 is good enough because you just got to put in the reps and it'll become, it'll become routine. It'll be the habit and it'll be super easy. You just dive in when you're 60 or 70%, that's good enough. Um, 
yeah, imper- taking imperfect action consistently, man, like completely changed my life because for 10, 20 years, you know, I'm an old fuck. Uh, I let I let fear define my life, right? I would say my comfort zone and I would always be like, oh, no, what if I mess up? Uh, what if it's not good enough? What are others going to what are other people going to think, et cetera, et cetera. But once I like make that switch, it was like, all right, dude, like who cares? Like imperfect action is leveling up the game, leveling up my game real quick. And like the second thing there was I gave myself permission to just make mistakes. And that's the problem in our society also. It's like we're so obsessed with what other people are thinking, man. I talk to people every day now, whether they're clients or just in the DMs. And something that comes back at all with all these people in all these conversations is like, yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, people are doing these things not for them. And we just talked about this. But, like, that's what you got to give yourself permission to mess up and not worry about these things. It's just, yeah, like, it's it's super important. And more people got to know this, man. It's okay to, like, make mistakes because mistakes are actually just actionable data, man. Like, that's what it is. If you just look at it as data and you're a scientist, you're going to analyze that shit, you can figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. Who cares? Make it a mistake. So give yourself permission to mess up massively and take consistent and perfect action. Boom. You'll be winning within days, weeks, months, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. But that's that's a killer combo right there. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's always you you have to fail. There's no there's no way around it. You have to. If you can't um right. you can't get around it. But you know, but but that's that's you know, and then we're getting into like all sorts of weird um conversations, but that's the problem though with with the way we were all raised and the way these next generations are going to be raised as well. Like, how do you expect people to be to embrace failing, to embrace making mistakes when all we do it's uh, from age, what is it? When when are we first exposed to the system? I think age three or four, when you go first go to kindergarten, when the bell goes, you jump up. When the teacher says something, you, you know, obey. When, you know, the test is given to you, you better not make one mistake. Uh, you know, like, this, these are all just side effects of a, of a, of a system that, that thrives on developing good followers, on developing people that adhere to the rules, right? And it's, it's I always say, like, we're living in a, in a 21st century reality, but we're basing it on a, a 19th century system or model. And that that's just not going to work, man. Like we need to normalize making mistakes. Yeah. And then going back to the school point, it is true. Like if you're, you know, if you mess up on a test, then you're punished for it. Like you're not, you're not, you're, if you're, if you're making mistakes, you're punished for it. Um, yeah, that makes no sense. And that, that programs, people at such a young age like you said three to four you know around that age from from the, the get-go that is wrong and that's that just <laughs> it, it then the, their whole life is that's i think that's one of the biggest reasons why mm-hmm. people are stuck in the comfort zone because yeah. they are scared like to go out and just be like you know what screw it if i mess up i mess up but why not try why not try 
you know? Yeah, man. It's, it's, that's, that's so true. And like, let's be real. Like, um, the system doesn't benefit from people being super independent thinkers and, and all wanting more in life and all getting out of, out of their comfort zones. It, the whole system would crumble, would collapse. You know what I mean? If, if even 20% of us would, would disconnect from it. Right. So it's, and that kills me. And, and, you know, like, yeah, I do life coaching and stuff, but this is just a tiny part of my, it's not, I know my identity isn't tight that that what really defines me is like my, and this gets kind of weird, but like my nonconformity, my decentralization obsession, my future tech obsession, uh, and always thinking and writing about the social political implications of a decentralized society. So what we're seeing now, and I know 50, 50 was on the other day, you know, like last week or so. And I, I was listening to his podcast and um, he's obviously going into like the strategy stuff and the financial uh, budgeting and stuff and things that I'm not good at. Uh, I'm a heavy player in the crypto and increasingly so every, you know, year, but uh, I'm not nowhere near his like, expertise in terms of that but i think about like the philosophical stuff i think about the social the societal implications of what that will do to a political system and i can't wait you know what i'm i've been thinking and talking about these things since 2007 2008 because you know what i mean like one of the core beliefs in my world or my vision is like technology inherently democratizes societies no matter all this, because what we see in little like side effects, like, oh my God, social media is killing the world. Oh my God, you know, now with the vaccine, like, you know, that's also like a side effect, you know what I mean? But that shit, all these things are triggering massive, massive innovation, which is revolutionizing our world. And the things that we're seeing in the blockchain, man, with, oh man, like I can't wait because it it's gonna kick the system's ass and i'm here for it man like i am so here for it yeah it already is i think it already is like it's becoming like you said it's becoming more decentralized people it's like the independent people are you know winning now um and that's why like that's the thing being independent and i think that's the great trade of being entrepreneurial is you know you're kind of you're in a way you're rebellious you know you don't you're not going to take orders you you want you know like you did pretty much what you did you uh i don't want to take orders i'm just going to figure out for myself and do what works for me and live my life like that because in my opinion it's much better to live your life like that than just follow orders that you don't really agree with um inherent uh, inside but you know um it's just it's yeah i i, I agree with you a lot there and it's it's i mean it's tough to get in that to that like kind of mindset because we're constantly told like what to think especially in school like school tells us what to think not how to think that is my biggest criticism of school like they tell us what to think and not how to think and there's not like a you know there's no independence there so people are brought into a system where they are you know kind of like sheeps they're kind of just told what to do and they get on with it and and that's what that's a big um I've respect for like America because you, I mean, America, you you know, 
more about their rights and they're more naturally like you said in your thread they're more rebellious and i think in some of europe like people need to start doing that because if we're just going to follow the system then we're just you know it's it's, it's not going to go well and I, that's why I, I do like america and how people really do stand up for what they believe in now and like you said that's the future yeah man it's it's a it's an insane this there's an insane disparity between the two worlds you know what i mean like the average american and the average european you know what i mean and there's obviously like historical uh reasons for this right but um my friends out here and i was part of that even though i was american but up until like two three years ago before i made like i said the the aforementioned flip happened in my in my in my mind i would join my friends like talking shit about like the average American, you know, like uh, the flag bearing, you know, patriotic American talking about his amendments and blah, blah, blah. But now like I've completely come to the other side where it's like, I want as little state or government involvement in my life. You know what I mean? Like not to get political here, but like that is what I want. And that's so much more present and prevalent in American society. You know what I mean? Obviously there's massive differences within the US to compare, you can't compare California to like Texas, for example. California is turning into like Europe, whereas Texas is just going even, you know, further and further towards the other side. Um, it's, what do you want? You know, do you want to be a good law abiding citizen that just, follows orders very well hey more power to you do do you or do you want just you know the government to be involved as little as possible in your daily life i choose the latter nowadays um i want to take care of me and mine i don't want to depend on others to like take care of me uh i could get absolutely crushed for this if my friends and my family members out here in europe would hear this uh, they would disown me, but you know, it is what it is. It's, it's yeah. Crazy difference, man. It's, 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 I always say there's, it's hard to find a bigger discrepancy between two Western worlds, you know what I mean? Within the Western world, two different like Belgium and the U S like, I can't believe they're both like Western uh, considered Western countries. You know what I mean? They're obviously Western but their standard of living, their way of life, their way of thinking, their culture is so different. Holy crap. Like, I, it's hard for me at times, you know, and as an American, like walking around here, I'm like, dude, I'm so obviously American. And, but at the same time, like I talk and walk and act and dress like every Belgian out here. It causes a lot of uh, frustrations as well, man. I'm not going to lie. It's hard. It's hard when you especially as an entrepreneur, like you got to know, like we pay 50 plus percent in taxes. So let's say I land a client, a coaching client and um, to go, yeah, cool. Here's, you know, 3000, here's $4,000. I, you know, let's say 3000 at the end of the day, I would only take away like 1300 or 1400, you know what I mean? For like three, four months of, of work, it's kind of painful. Whereas I can move to Florida and we're seriously considering it, given the state of the world currently. Um, and we pay very little to no taxes. You know what I mean? It's 
it just depends on how you stand in life, I guess. You know, I don't know how it is in the UK. I think the UK is somewhere in between, maybe. I don't know if it's that high in terms of taxation and stuff, but um, yeah, something to think mm. about. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't believe it's that high. That's insane, man. Like, I didn't. That is honestly insane. But then again, it's like it's definitely not extremely low, you know, because like and then and then there's that there's that thing like people say oh we get free healthcare well you pay more taxes you know that's kind of it kind of balances that out anyway but yeah um yeah it's just yeah that's just another kind of topic because that's just insane like how high that is like you know you're putting in the work and then 50 percent of that is going to um the, you know the government and that's why it sucks but yeah um with with that, yeah, man, you were talking about moving to Florida. Like, is that like a future plan for you? <laughs> oh, man. We look, me and my girlfriend, we just bought a house <laughs> uh, like two months ago or something. We're not even there yet, right? Like, we were waiting for the the, the owner to um, to move, move out. And um, which is awesome, right? Like, oh my God, it's supposed to be great. But not to get into this rabbit hole, but look with the whole Corona COVID situation thing, uh, we decided or we opted not to get vaccinated. You know what I mean? It makes, and currently things are very difficult here if you're not vaccinated. You know, they'll say, hey, that's your choice. Yup, that's true. But if I have the proof that I'm healthy in order to get groceries, then it's gonna be difficult. You know what I mean? So. Um, we've been thinking this whole year like okay what should we do where where can we go and the u.s is an option obviously for me and you know for my girl as well um but um having just bought a house makes it complicated right you don't you know like we're supposed to like kind of like spend the first couple of months fixing it up a little bit and you know but now what do we do do we just put it up for rent right away like you can't out here, there's also laws that prevent you from reselling it right away within the first two years uh, in order to prevent buying and flipping, you know. Um, so is Florida a potential future plan? Yeah, it, it honestly, it could. Also look at Sweden because I know Sweden is a lot more open in terms of that whole thing. Um, if people have suggestions, I'm all ears. I know there's a bunch of guys living in South America, um, you know, on Money Twitter. Um, so I don't know, man. It's uh, who I. No one really knows where we're gonna be in, in in twelve months. And me and my girl, like, we definitely don't know where we're gonna. Like, we're supposed to like go on like a world, um, a world tour, um, trip, like a trip around the world a little bit in January. But I mean, that's going to be impossible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, unless we get a job, and it's just that's that's I, the, I, yeah, I, it's the problem right now. It's just with the world, that's the problem. And yeah, it's you know that's um, I think it's some of the rules in Europe would not be able to stand in America. I don't know how much how different it is in America, but I can't see that. Like, I, f- I feel like there would have been, a, you know, a lot of you know rebellion in America if that had happened, but. It's crazy, no, man. man. It's crazy. It's 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 absolutely crazy and it's scary. And I don't want to be the guy that comes under the pot and talks about this shit. I had no idea I was gonna talk where I mean I was gonna talk about this, but like it is it is massively different. But again, 
there's also differences within the U.S. If you compare some, uh, you know, places like California to Florida, or if you compare it to Texas, there's like a massive amount of difference there. And, and um, right. yeah, yeah, the, the analysts will say like, yeah, it's it's you know that's what you get when you when you have an armed population because of you know the, the rights that the Americans have, the right to bear arms. You know, in Europe, like what you know, people don't do shit. Like, who, like, why would they worry about like? people rising up no what are they going to do throw forks and knives at, at, at the at the at the government no i mean like it's a different story out here uh, out there in the u.s obviously but it's scary man if i look at australia what's happening if i look at uh what's happening in canada um i'm not about it man like i am not anti-vaccine like i'm I'm pro freedom. I just want to be free. Like you guys do whatever you want. Like go get 17 jabs if for all I care. I mean, that's cool. Like that's, that's great. I just need, you know, need my, my, my freedom and my, my, my rights. And this is, you know, I can, you know, setting myself up here to be called out by a bunch of people that disagree with me and I'm, and, and I protect and I defend their right to have a different opinion. You know what I mean? So, it's all good. Yeah. It's just a crazy world we're living in. Uh, it's just are there, are there, at this point, it's like it's not worth you know the energy with, with what's mm. going on. It's really not worth. And yeah, I, I I mean I'm planning to go to South America, so <laughs> maybe hey! you as well. You know, that's, is that right? I think that's I think that's the way to go, man. You know, um, yeah. Bible country. Well, I like um, what Lawrence King, you know, has put out. Yeah, right, it's man. Incredible, that's awesome. Chilling in Peru and Peru or something recently. That was amazing, man. Yeah, I looked at like Paraguay. I looked at Panama. Mm, so who knows, man? We'll be chilling there. Um, what What do you? That would be the dream for you as well, or what? Oh yes, hundred percent. You know, just get. It would start like just traveling around the world. You know, just doing doing your thing. Just um, and then you know, find somewhere, just settle down for a bit. You know, like that's. I mean that's the way to go. I don't want to be stuck in one place. You know, there's there's unlimited opportunities. So yeah, as well man, grasp them. Exactly. And like with with you know in 2021, like 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 we always say, like all you need is a laptop and, and, and an internet connection and you know, doing what you do and doing what we do, we can work from anywhere really and, and it works out like that. You know what I mean? And I'm getting more and more into like the crypto space, like I said earlier. It's just, bro, I can do my trading and then my little, you know, plays that I need to make here and there from anywhere. I can do it from the jungle, but uh, money is just flying around everywhere, man, in 2021. And we just got to, like, have a willingness to learn new new skills and develop new skills. You know what I mean? And that's what, that's what happened with me and crypto, for example. Like, I always... I invested in it back in 2017, 18, and then I just hodled. I just left it there. But the techie guy in me, like, you know, I had to confront that discomfort or that fear and be like, yo, you're going to actually learn all this stuff. You're going to study this shit. And that's what I did, man. So now, like, if we were to move and like, if you were to move, I, you can, you know, you can access your wallets and your, your platforms from, for wherever we want, right? So that's the beauty of it. Or on a laptop. Or on a laptop. Everything you can have is on the laptop. That's all you need sometimes. 
even on a, on a, I, I could honestly get by on my smartphone even. You know what I mean? That's crazy. It's, it's insane, I mean? so, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that goes into like, the online business. That's why I love it so much. And when, so did you start, did you decide, you know, I'm going to start a business where you in, you were in Belgium, right? When you, yeah. So I guess, I, could, I guess you kind of mentioned this, but what were the biggest obstacles? Like, what did you, face first off because i mean there's going to be many people want to start a coaching business you know start with that coaching model and they don't know where to start so where did you start oh man it's like let's be very real and very transparent like i said earlier in the call like i don't have it figured out whatsoever i am by no means like the expert on anything right i'm but i'm i am an expert on expert in learning and an expert in in staying hungry right so that sets me up to just keep pushing and keep being curious you know and that's what i did from the first day right so the biggest obstacles for me oh man it was it was yeah again like clarity i'm like okay what needs to be done now like okay you know here is me at point a and point b is me having 10 clients a a month you know, making 50K a month, right? What what needs to be, what needs to happen in order to get there? Oh, okay, I need to be able to like build a funnel. Oh, okay, I need like copywriting skills a little bit. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. I'll need to learn how to like create some videos and then, you know, get people into my funnel and then enter into conversations and try to, you know, and then sales, oh, sales skills, shit. Like for me personally, complete disaster um you know getting outside of the comfort zone that is still to this day the biggest challenge putting the offer out there um feeling you know being perceived as too salesy i don't have you know i know i'm not perceived as salesy because i don't put my offer out there hardly ever i should i'm gonna start doing a lot more uh but yeah those are some of the obstacles i dealt with man and then Obviously, as you know, and, and all the other guys that have jumped on the podcast already, there's so many, like so many ups and downs. If you don't have like a strong vision or a mindset that's very resilient, the days or the weeks that are difficult are going to crush you and you're going to run to your, to your safety zone, to your comfort zone. So that calling, that draw is there. From time to time, I'm like, man, I know like these people were still would still be interested in giving me like a really comfortable, cozy job somewhere, make like a little bit of cash there, very consistent. I wouldn't have to worry about any of this shit because let's be real, like I'm working on this business way too much. But that's the how how it's gonna be the first six months to the first two years, and I'm. I told myself that is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Hey, Lisbeth, you know, my girlfriend, do you understand? Like, this is what it's going to take. She said, yes. I said, yes. All right, let's do this. Don't come complaining to me when it's Sunday and everyone's like grilling outside, you know, barbecuing and I'm slaving away, call it slaving away at my desk from 6 a.m. in the morning till 6 p.m. You know what I mean? I'll see you for dinner at 7 p.m., right? Those are obstacles that you need to be willing to like blast through and just 
face off with. But uh, yeah, that struggle, the struggle is real. At the same time, it's never been more fun. It's never been more, I don't know, man. It's never triggered more passion in me. Like, you know, both, because, you know, like I started off 100% doing the coaching thing. And then it's like, oh, I'm doing 10% crypto. Now the coaching is still there, but it's like 75% and I'm doing 25% crypto, right? And I feel like because it's all for me, I'm still approaching it as an entrepreneur, both the blockchain stuff, the crypto stuff, all the projects that I'm trying to invest in, plus the coaching. It's all entrepreneurship. It's all coming to me. You know what I mean? It's all me not depending on anyone else. I love that shit, bro. So like, yeah, there's all these obstacles, but the upside, man, holy crap. Not having a ceiling on, on top of, you know, above your head, not being told what to do in my case, uh, bro, that's just priceless. It's so worth it, man. It's mm. so worth it. Um, and you have, like we said, first six months, first year, you have to put in the work. And how I see it is you put in the work and you put it in the work maybe two, one to three times and then you build a system around it so then you don't have to but like really put it in as much work again and that's why i've been keeping myself accountable for like building these systems out so i can kind of run it you know run do what i've done before but much easier more streamlined it's it's so worth it and you have to again like you said you have to be you have to take responsibility you have to be accountable you have to realize when you're not doing enough or you know you're overthinking something or you've got to change you know right and now you uh, sorry like for interrupting but like you you make a very good point because what happened with me the first six months i was gonna burn out like very 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 transparent here i was waking up at five and working till bedtime and if you know me and if you follow me on Twitter, I, you know, I talk a lot about health and optimal health and performance and energy and nutrition, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. But no nutrition or no kind of lifestyle in the world was going to enable me to keep going at that pace. So I had to um, revisit my systems, right? I had a system, but the systems were faulty, like as hell. So before the summer hit like may june ish i said dude like what am i doing here you know what i mean like in my journaling and, and, and what's 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 not working and i was putting in so much energy every day that like i was sacrificing my social life which to an extent is okay but not 100 you still need you're still a human you know what i mean you still need to connect with others with nature with yourself and i wasn't doing that and people here and there were like hinting at it, but I was like, no, 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 this is just what it takes. No, what I'm doing now, I feel, you know, it's more balanced and that's what it takes. You know what I mean? Like I still, you know, Saturdays and Sundays, I still put a, li a little bit of work, but I'm not going to work like 10 to 12 hours. You know what I mean? I'm still going to go grab a drink, go watch some Netflix, you know, money, Twitter will kill you. But, you know, that's that's like human behavior is OK. I'm still going to like do normal things, find a balance. That would be one of the main obstacles, finding a balance. Because what's the point of attracting 20 new clients or, um, you know, increasing your, your, your net worth with $1 million if in 18 months from now you're 
burnt out sleeping in your couch because you feel miserable and you just completely, yeah, you slipped into a depression or something because you're completely disconnected and focused on work only. There's no point, man. Like you have to find a sustainable system. Yeah. That's, that was a very good point that you made. Yeah. And a big thing there, which also is plus the long money twins, which is huge. I think is four hour, four to five hour, you know, work days. I mm. think, I found like I used did eight to nine hours, like not even that long ago, like a month ago. I would do really long days, but now you know I do four to five hours, focus in the morning, and then you know get up, you know go to the gym, walk outside, and then I might do some work later, like here and there. Just but it will be like light work, you know, it won't be super focused down work, and it works. So that works for me, um, and I definitely think that's the way to go. To, you know, the four hour to five hour work days. I agree, man. I agree. And and I feel like most of the people I talk to go through that same like process. They start off like going like a madman. And then it's like, all right, you know, actually let's tweak things a little bit. And like you, I I I now work I do my deep work in the morning. I I you know I eat the frog first, um, between like you know, 5 30 and like 10, 11. And then 11-ish, I start, I start my workout, typically. And then at 1 to 2, I will do some more work or like I'll, I'll study a little bit or I'll do a little bit of reading or I'll do some Twitter stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good to have like a sustainable system and, and good sustainable habits. So I, for example, like my Twitter thing, when I first started off, I think like, January or something, I went crazy. Like (laughs) I grew from like zero to like 5k within between like January or December, late like Christmas and like May, right? 5k, boom. But then I was like, no, dude, I can't keep doing this. Like I was commenting (laughs) an insane amount of day and all these engagement groups and I couldn't do it anymore. And that ever since then, it slowed down a lot. I've really stagnated, but I've disconnected my level of contentment or satisfaction from my Twitter growth. My Twitter is just like, it's a lead generation machine, right? And I feel like you could make plenty of deals with 500 followers. You know what I mean? Um, but there's this obsession with everyone that starts off on Twitter, especially, and we're all like pushing each other. Um, there's this obsession to really, really, really focus on the, the numbers too much. So and that wasn't worth it. So I've stepped away from that a little bit. Yeah, that's also, that is just, it destroys you in a way sometimes because if you're only fo- focused on the, the followers, then it, it's, it's not a great way to go. It really isn't. Um, it's yeah, it's man. better how I see it is better to do stuff outside of you know Twitter you know build a business you know st- study something and then you it's that content just comes so easily whereas before that I was just focused on Twitter so everything wasn't natural you know when you're doing something outside it comes natural your content right right on exactly I mean it's like I consume yeah like one hour a day I'll be I'll, I'll just consume other inspirational content you know an inspirational meaning it could be philosophy you know or it could be something about 
blockchain technology, like whatever that inspires me, you know what I mean? It just triggers new creativity, I feel, you know what I mean? And writing, and, you know, and the other guys have talked about this briefly as well uh, in the previous episodes, I think, you know, uh, Dakota for sure, of course, being the king of writing. Um, it was like, oh, I lost my train of thought there. You know, that's what Dakota does, man. You know what I mean? He's like such a, like a uh, super chat, like it'll pop on your your brain and then suddenly you lose your train of thought. Now, what did I say? Um, you, you were talking about like writing um, and then you made yeah. the so right? Right. That's what I was going to say. Like the more I started writing initially, you know, on Twitter, it it like supercharged my writing. You know what I mean? Because I feel, I feel like Twitter was kind of like the gateway drug to copywriting, right? Because you have to find ways to capture attention, to kind of trigger intrigue and, and trigger interest. And then you have to make a call to action, right? And it translates very well to like then copywriting. And like, you know, like if, you're, if you have to create landing pages or, or emails, that that stuff, man, like writing consistently on Twitter for like 10 months now has completely changed the way I think. So now I feel before I was like this messy ass database of files. Now, because I've written the same thing again and again, and I tweaked it and I improved it. It's like, I've what is that thing on, on Windows that we do? Defragmented? Like I defragmented Windows you know, and and now suddenly everything is like compartmentalized and, and 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 put into these really easily accessible files. That boom, if I'm talking to someone or something, I can just boom. This is point one, point two, point three. Writing is just crazy, man. I never knew. I hated writing. You know, I mean, most people that go into like copywriting and 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 uh, land making landing pages and stuff, email marketers. They enjoy writing. I've always hated writing. I've been an okay storyteller. I just didn't like writing. But though, you know, seeing how much it's changed my life, it's it's uh, it's amazing. And the fact that you can make so much money with it, oh man, I wish you know. If you speak a little bit of English and you're willing to learn more English, I don't know what's stopping you from from just completely changing your life. Yeah. And I get like the reason I hated writing as well, but that was because of school, you know. Yeah. So, oh, exactly. Same here. Yeah, and Twitter and copywriting, it it turns like it it, it shows like the beauty of writing. You know, you don't need to write a thousand word essay. It doesn't need to become a chore. It can become, you know, you're putting your thoughts on paper, you're putting your thoughts on, you know, your laptop, and um, that's the beauty of it. And I love it so much because, and that's made me like fall in love with writing every day and. You know, copywriting. Is, I genuinely agree, I like believe that copywriting is one of the biggest skills, best skills you can learn. Just for anyone in general to learn, like just to know even the you know the principles. Like once you learn the principles, it's just a case of repetition. But what I think is such a huge skill for everyone to learn. Um, anyone, like anyone in the the world, should should know or can know like the basis of copywriting, and it comes as such a valuable skill in their life. Yeah, man, absolutely. Because I mean, they can, and they will, you know what I mean? They will automate the majority of jobs out there. But I mean, stuff like this, 
writing and creative writing, copywriting, that's going to be a long, long time before they'll be able to like get a, get a robot or an AI to, to, to perform up to a level, up to the level that of, of, of humans, right. Of creative humans. So I feel like you're absolutely right. Um, mastering copywriting is, is a game changer, man. Like whatever it is, I don't care if it's, uh, selling pencils, tea or, or dogs, uh, it's really weird, but, um, it works for everything. I mean, it's so powerful. It translates to every single industry. It does. And it's, it's huge. And it's, it's a life changer when you know that because every business owner, I'm sure of your business you've used it and it's becoming handy and it will do like, you know, forever. Cause you know, you need, it's important. You need that, like that skill to be able to, you know, attract clients, attract people to your offer and stand out. And I think as well, and people who know copywriting well, just, you know, they, they stand out because they, they know how to tell a story. They know how to push something, whether sales or just, you know, pushing an offer, you know, they know how to do it. Right. Yeah, man, exactly. Wait, hold on, bro. I will ask you something. I forgot. But you're, you're still in school, right? Yeah, I got one year left. And then I'm just going like all in online business. Um, but we, but we, you were like, like, I forgot. Hey, dog. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, you, you're like hella, hella young, right? You're like yep. 18 or something? 17. 17? Right. So, yeah, that's insane, bro. So, like, having all this knowledge at 17, and I know everyone tells you this, but like, that's, that's just crazy, bro. And, and, knowing what you want right now or at least you're doing pursuing something very tangible right now that's bro like i waited till i was 35 plus to like get my shit together so imagine what you can do like between now and 20 and you can make all the worst mistakes in the world between 17 and 25 and still have like a 10-year head start on me and I'm still going to be, tur- I'll still turn out okay. You know what I mean? So it's just mind blowing to see like what's possible nowadays. That 17 year old dudes are, are, are launching podcasts, you know, starting agencies, uh, being whatever experts. Hey man, it's a beautiful thing, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped to like see your, your, what do you call it? Your journey as well, man. Trajectory, you know? I'll yeah. That's what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I appreciate that, man. And I'm, we we went on a spaces yesterday. You were on there for a while, and we talked about this. Just the sh- like how Twitter has changed lives. Like you know, coming. I didn't know anything about marketing, copywriting, business, nothing. Started a Twitter account up just because I. It was mainly started being interested in how to make money online. That just intrigued me, and then deep diving into this realm and meeting so many people just life-changing it is it's right. like it started a journey and people underestimate it but it, it it's game-changing like yeah like the like i i never know how to like frame what we've got going on and like in our engagement group for example like all the boys and we're just hanging out and then we jump on spaces i if you've got tips or suggestions for the way you explain it to normie people or like the outside world, please let me know because my friends think I'm crazy and they're like, what are you, what are you talking about, man? Like Twitter is just for like trolls and, and uh, 
Yeah, so that's something I'm struggling with, like trying to explain this, for example, to my sister even, or like my buddies. You know, like, what are you talking about, man? It's funny. Yeah. It's really funny. It could be life-changing kind of, you know what I mean, through networking and, 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 and meeting the right people. Yeah, yeah. People I talk to, like, how did do you start this, like, business? Where did you stem from? I was like, Twitter, just meeting people on Twitter. And no one no one understands it because, of course, Twitter's seen as, you know, like you said, that trolley, like, politics, just people argue. But right. seriously, this the side we're in is game-changing, and I wish, like, it's, it's the thing is it's impossible i don't think it's possible to re- really explain it unless you're there unless you like and you have to be there because the first month i was like some of this you know is kind of it's kind of wag you know it's not like it doesn't make a lot of sense but you have to dive in for it to make loads of sense right um, yeah yeah because yeah. i don't know about you but like i put on a, a couple of people onto twitter uh my buddy uh, he's also a coach uh ben uh, the at the joy protocol He's um he started off and he's like, dude, like you've got like I don't know what it was at that point, like two thousand, three thousand followers, like holy shit. Like I'm like, bro, like it's I'm not doing anything special. Just come on board and start. You're gonna tweet, you know, you're gonna be talking to get to, talking to a wall for a minute, but you join a couple of engagement groups initially, and then you know, it all makes sense. And he's like, no, no, no. But then he just dove in and it all started making sense. And now he's like, he's doing well on Twitter as well. It's just, uh, you just have to like be there, I guess, to, uh, to, to, to really be able to grasp it. That's awesome. And who is that? Ben. I'm yeah, familiar. Benjamin. Oh, I know him. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's a great guy. I, I just guy. started like a similar time to him. I remember like right at the beginning kind of joined a group and he was there so yeah you know, yeah and it's me and george at george just now as well a few other people right, was right. Passing. like we had like less than 100 followers in, right. I, I started in march so um it's crazy yeah and then, all right it's, it's just funny how that how that works man and because and, and, let's be, like honestly i could because when i first started i was doing like a little bit of affiliate marketing because I was like, I just want to like see what it's like to make like an extra like, couple of hundred dollars. And could I do this? You know, this is before I was like landing clients, like back in the, the January, February. So because AOP's course was like my favorite course and one of the only courses that I've purchased, I um, I started doing affiliate marketing for him, and I was making like sales, like one after the other. So I mean. I could just start doing that on a bigger scale and just pivot more into that as well. Because like I said, at the very uh, beginning of the conversation, no one gives a flying shit what I do or don't do. You know what I mean? Like we all live in this like egocentric universe where we think that every little move that we make is scrutinized by everyone and people are going to be looking at us, but like no one cares. So if people are listening to this and they're like worried about this, like just do like pivot, pivot once, pivot twice, change your offer, change your offer again until you find something that one resonates with yourself and two resonates with the market. And that's all that matters because we create programs that, cater to our needs and then it bombs on the market or then we do something that is fully focused on the market but that you hate 
what you do. And that's not what it's supposed to be either. You got to find that balance between the two. And that's totally fine. And that, I'm, I'm still playing with all of that as well, just for full transparency. I'm, you know, I've, I've gone from the mindset thing that I incorporate a little bit more health and performance. Like, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I got a client in there. I was like, is that really it? No, I'd rather stick to like the, the, the clarity, the vision work, the, uh, the, the, you know, that kind of stuff, the mindset stuff. And now like I'm getting into crypto more and more, like an obsessive amount of crypto every single day. It's like, how can I like incorporate that kind of stuff? Right. So I, all this to say, it really doesn't matter. People have to give themselves the permission to figure it out and just be happy and use this platform as a tool to, to independence. Right. Yes, absolutely. And with your offer, I like that because say in modern mastery, they talk about, you know, you can reframe your offer. Um, you know, you don't don't stick to one thing. You know, you're gonna along the way, you're gonna figure out new things. You, how can I incorporate this into my offer? And it's never gonna be perfect for starting up. You have to work with clients, and then you know your offer comes solidified, and it's a you know flashbang offer which people love. Um, but it, it never comes straight away. You have to ex- have that experience, work with clients. Um, and also, you know, just as a person, grow and then that offer becomes easier to, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's huge, exactly. Well said, very well said. It's, it's, it's exactly that, and that you know ties back to the, the, the conversation we had about the obstacles. That's one of, the, one of them as well. It's like feeling almost like you're an imposter, you know. The, and I talk about this, I've made YouTube videos about this as well, like you know, how to defeat imposter syndrome, something I dealt with, and then something I conquered, and just it's easy for to let that imposter syndrome creep up, right? It's like, oh man, am I really qualified to do this? Yeah, you are. You just need more reps. And and by putting in more reps, you're gonna master it, you're gonna grow, and you're gonna feel more confident. But like you're not an imposter, you're just new. There's a big difference, right? So I like yeah. that. See, uh, imposter syndrome definitely kills a lot of people off because that feeling of self-doubt is so it's so destructive it's so it just destroys can destroy you so much and if you're if you can't deal with it which is why as an entrepreneur you have to be you you have to be resilient as a person as well like with your business you have to you know you have to take care of yourself you can't just completely ignore yourself and just focus only on business because your business will fail if you're failing right right it's 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 what do you call it you have to approach it holistically. You know what I mean? And it's like such a like marketing word, but like the holistic approach is the only approach that's going to last. And then with the imposter syndrome thing, man, like there's so much in there. I mean, it's like negativity and you have negative thoughts, right? And then you entertain these negative thoughts instead of just reframing them. You know, you could just, I'm, no matter what happens, you're always going to have these thoughts. It's just up to us to learn how to like acknowledge them and then immediately reframe them. Right. And that's big in imposter syndrome. Like people will always start feeling these things and then they go into panic mode and they let it consume them. And then boom, game over. They go, I don't know, uh, cry and eat McDonald's or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just talking shit here, but 
that's that's a big one man and like the perfectionism thing the perfectionism myth like no you're not a perfectionist bro like you're just insecure like just put your shit out there it's fine like no one's gonna judge you and if they do judge like fuck that like who cares like it doesn't matter you know what i mean like and not and you know and another thing with the imposter syndrome is is people don't have like a like a a clear view on what their track record is. They have short-term memory. Like they'll have done all these great things. They'll have all these like clear, I don't know, um, demonstrations of their skills, but they forget. So what do I tell clients to do? Is like, you got to record your wins, for example, right? Like in your, uh, in your journal, when you're, or whatever you're meditating, always reflect on, the tiny little wins that you've booked the last day, the last week. You know, someone gave you a compliment. Your coworker said, hey, thanks for that. Your boss said, you know, thank you for the project. You got to record those wins. And like slowly but surely by doing all these things, like the imposter syndrome is going to go fuck off and, you know, you're going to be a legend soon. But Free man. Yeah, and by the way, anyone listening, if you want to, learn more about this and go and check out uh slash's threads because i did that and they, they hit man they hit the point they're exactly right and really great ways to overcome you know perfectionism poster syndrome self-doubt all of that you know all that bring us down and stop us from reaching our potential yeah man that's that's the that's the mission i appreciate that man like uh that's the mission uh to to get as many people as possible to start believing to get as many people as possible to unlock the potential that they themselves know they have, but something's holding them back. So that's the mission, bro. So like, I appreciate you mentioning that. Love it, man. And yeah, just before we wrap up, um, what do you have to plug, Sasha? Where can people find you? Oh man, just find me at Mindset Sasha on Twitter. Uh, find me at Sasha Sadri on YouTube. Um, give me a, a like and subscribe there if you like. Um, trying to help you get to that level of, of, you know, where you know you're capable of going, but you're just holding yourself back. So go check that out. Get in touch with me. And uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, man, I'll link them all below so people can easily check them out and you know go and support your staff because i believe that that is the way like for any business anyone in general in fact just go and check it out because a lot of the time you're going to realize that you need this stuff i mean we all do we're all no matter what we all have self-doubts it doesn't matter who you are you're gonna go through that that difficulty at some point or another so you might as well learn about it and understand you know your emotions yeah yeah bro and that's it it's uh well because the last thing i'll say is like look People often, and out here in Europe more so than back home in the U.S., they often uh, criticize like, oh, getting a coach. Like, oh, why should I get a coach? If, I don't know, Barack Obama, um, LeBron James, uh, Oprah Winfrey are, are getting coached, why would you assume that someone like you and me don't need coaches ourselves? We need coaches. I've got to coach myself to help me scale the business. You know what I mean? I've, we all do. We've all got mentors or coaches. So 
don't make the mistake that I made. And for 10 years, I was a stubborn asshole that wouldn't accept help from anyone. Go invest in yourself and get to where you want to get sooner. Don't let 10 years go by. And, you know, the only thing that'll left change is you'll be 10 years older. That's the last point I wanted to make, man. Yeah, that's been huge for me. Just investing coaches, you know, to improve like physically, mentally, you know, and money-wise wealth. And it's huge. Like if you can invest in someone who's at a point where you want to be, um, you want to have that, then, you know, just you learn how they did it. And it makes the process a lot easier for you. And I highly recommend it, yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Invest in yourself. Boom. Boom. That's it, yeah. Um, Sasha, thank you for coming on. This has been a great talk. I've loved this. Oh, a lot. Man, absolutely. The pleasure was all mine, bro. Appreciate you inviting me over. Uh, we'll, we'll do it again soon. Uh, maybe I'll invite you over on the YouTube channel. That'd be super fun as well. So, yeah, that'd thanks be awesome. again, man. Yeah, guys, thank you for listening. And yeah, see ya. Peace. <laughs>